Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to uh, another Monday. Sad, disappointing Monday. Um, I think this is... I was very frustrated after this loss um, for uh, like 10 minutes. I was frustrated while it was going on. Then I just remembered like still the sixth seed. We still play the Jets, Bengals, and Bears. Yep. Like everything's still out there. Um, so I calmed down. I'm excited to bring you guys this episode, see what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, just Josh, myself, and John here tonight. Justin had uh, some miscommunication with the wife where he thought she was off work and she wasn't work. So then he wasn't able to make it. So we're going to do it in his honor tonight. Who hasn't uh, ever miscommunicated with their wife before? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that happens. Um so before we dive into the episode, I want to remind you guys that if you want to send voicemails to the show or get your intros on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the show, head to Apple, Spotify, and Google. You can also find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. If you're watching right now on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell. You don't want to miss when we're going live when we're putting out new episodes. And lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the patreon page you get an extra episode every week uh you get to be a part of those episodes a lot especially during the season uh sometimes we get into things that aren't football especially in the off season they get more creative uh we kind of just we turn into like a life podcast uh on the after hours <laughs> so it's whatever you guys want you get access to the private discord which is uh you know that's kind of like the highlight it's it's a good time especially on game day uh and after a tough loss it's good to have some fellow browns fans to talk to you if you're about to jump off the ledge there's usually at least a a couple calm people in there to uh, help bring you back down. I'm a ledge guy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's a good time for everybody. We do dog pack member of the month when we remember we're like two months behind. So we got to give away some yes, t-shirts, uh, but we give away free stuff all the time. Just a good time for everybody. So if you want to hang out with us more, uh, have more access to us kind of whenever you want, get to know a bunch of Browns fans from all over, head to join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So tough game for the Browns, a lot to get into. Also today, depending on how this is going, how live the chat is, by the end of it, what we're talking about, I may also give you a very classic Blake X-rated rant on the college football playoff. So so stay tuned uh, for that because... It's unbelievable to me. Uh, okay. I, I'm excited to hear that because I've gotten a little taste over the weekend from some of the stuff that you've said in like, you know, the group chat and stuff and on Twitter, but... I think we're ready for an X-rated rant at the end of the show. Yeah, I need. I need to stay tuned, everybody. I haven't done an X-rated rant in a while, so uh, <laughs> so stay tuned. If we have time, I'll get to that. Uh, I guess the first thing we should talk about in the game um, is Joe Flacco. Is he the guy going forward? Despite the be. loss, gotta be. I think. I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you, John. Way more poised. Um, I think I texted everyone yesterday and said DTR would have taken multiple sacks by now. It was third quarter. Uh, PJ Walker, multiple sacks, multiple picks, multiple fumbles. fumbles. Yep. Um, you know, I I know we didn't win, and we only put up. I don't want to say only put up nineteen, but we put up nineteen. Could have done better. We had to settle for a field goal a few times. Uh, missed a PAT. I said it was a race of twenty. We didn't get there. Should have got there, but we missed the PAT. Um, hey, Gage, I see you. The committee did the right thing. Hmm. You'll find out. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Um, so I said it was a race to 19. What's really crazy is when he missed the, the extra point, 
my I immediately thought uh, as long as the defense hunk, he's gonna he's gonna kick game winner. Like yeah, I, I just I, that I just too. thought I was like he's gonna come back. It's it's gonna be all right. This team's gonna fight through if the defense uh, doesn't give up any more points. It's not gonna matter. We're gonna go down. We're gonna win on a. He's gonna kick, he's gonna redeem himself. Unfortunately, he didn't get the opportunity. No. Um, it's got to be Joe Flacco's job going forward. I know Stefanski said he hasn't decided yet. To me, that is he's gonna keep that close. He's not gonna announce that until later in the week. Just make the Jags prepare for both at this point in time in the season with what we're dealing with on the injury front and everything. Why not? You know, why, why tell anybody anything? Who cares? No, I know most of the time I think that's kind of like, okay, haha, dumb. Like when coaches do that kind of thing, but that's usually earlier in the season at this point. Yeah, absolutely. No, and make them prepare for both, especially because there are two very different styles of quarterback. So if you have to, if they had to prepare for both, I mean, that's, that's, Big drastic change in styles and that you're forcing them to. Who's to say if PJ or uh, PJ? Wow, never mind. Who's to say if DTR is not like healthy and, and the backup quarterback? We couldn't bring him in on some like special packages where was well, he going to run a QB sweep, a draw? Is he going to throw? You know what I mean? He's not like a Taysom Hill where throwing is a little bit eh. Like he's an actual quarterback, so I, I don't know. I could see them using him in situations as well. Again, Gage, no. So I'll get to you. Um, so no, and and. Um, was I, I lost my train of thought in terms of now they got, they got to have two different people play scout team quarterback all week. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, unless they got a guy who can be stationary, Joe Flacco and run around like DTR. So I, I think it's close to playing it, you know, keeping it in house. Uh, unless somebody said he uh, came out and said it. I don't know if he's talking about something with Gage or if he's talking about with Kevin. Um, but as far as I know, before I came in here, we hadn't quite, we hadn't committed to a starter yet. Um, I said before, I thought he should be the guy going forward. Hadn't seen him playing. I said, but if it goes the way I anticipate, I expect him to the offense to be more open. I expect him to make quicker reads, be accurate, push the ball down the field more. And I just felt like the offense would be more open. That being said, I thought the run game would benefit from him and the run game was still very bad. Now I know like Aaron Donald is maybe having a down year for him. He's still one of the all time great defensive linemen in this league. So, um, but man, we did not, we didn't run the ball for great numbers. I thought Kareem Hunt was great in short yardage. Uh, I, I I stayed offline a lot after this game because I just, after like the last two weeks of, of winning and people still complaining about our coach, I just didn't even want to see it. It's not good, man. You know what I mean? And, and if you actually watched that game, you know that play calling was the furthest thing from our, from the problem. Okay, I actually thought Kevin called a very smart game in terms of if it was third and short, he he didn't get cute like people like to say ever. We just t- lined it up and ran power football and gave the ball to Kareem Hunt and said, go get me two yep, yards. Here comes Nick Harris and let's go. Yep, like he 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 kept it very, I felt like he kept it very simple um, and he, he, he played it smart. The, the, the interception by Joe Flacco, just because he calls a play that has a shot in it doesn't mean he told Joe Flacco, no matter what, throw this ball. Joe Flacco, did you see Joe Flacco's quote? I did not. Okay, so they asked him about it, and Joe Flacco said, they, they, they the Rams, had everybody matched up. I was in the pocket a long time. It was ultimately a bad decision. I was late throwing that pass. Like, he decided, like you said, of course, there was a route in that play that was a deep route. Yes, and there he, was other routes. There was other routes, and he felt like everybody else was covered. He had the ball. He had the ball for a while. The clock was ticking in his head. His mental timer was going off, and so he said, "Screw it, I'm taking the deep shot." And we went back and we looked at the play, and 
Elijah Moore was covered. There were two defenders in that area, and you saw John Johnson end up making that interception because at the last second, Elijah Moore broke into the center of the field, and if Joe Flacco had held the ball for another second and thrown it that way, Elijah Moore's wide open, going straight down for a touchdown. No one's around him. He threw it to where Elijah Moore was. And whenever he bailed, the ball was already in the air and yep. pick. So I thought outside of the interception, he played, honestly, he played well enough to make me think, how is this guy not on a team somewhere? How had the Jets not called him back? His arm looks very strong. Yes, it looks accurate. strong. Uh, he Accurate. He knew where to go with the ball. This is, I mean, the reason I expected him to play well is he's kind of, the quarterback that Stefanski has excelled with in the past. Like yep. he's a worse at this point in his career and probably always, but he's a worse version than Kirk cousins, but a guy who can take the snap, make a quick read, get the ball out accurately on time where it needs to be the playmaker. That's yep. literally how he won a super bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is, this guy can play well in Stefanski's system. The thing that scares me the most is what have we been saying all season? We just need a quarterback to come in just not turn the ball over. They don't even yeah. have to put up crazy good numbers. They just got to not turn the ball over. And, and that way this def and not give up points that, and that we can ride this defense. Well, this defense, this defense has been struggling now for close to a month. And I think some Browns fans are finally starting to see it. We have obviously been very high on the defense, but there's been times this year, AKA after that Seahawks game, <laughs> where we yeah. were calling them out and everybody just wanted to blame the offense and blame Stefanski for play calling. And we tried to tell you guys, if this defense was to be considered elite, they got to be able to get that stop. And and then we, we, we got to play the Steelers who had Kenny Pickett and we saw what their offense is like, uh, even with Mitch Trubisky this week. Um, but other than that, the, the Ravens put up 30, uh, the, uh, Broncos, I mean, the Broncos shredded us. Yeah. The, 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 the Rams just shredded us, gave up, we gave up over 400 yards of offense. Don't forget the Colts. The Colts, and even though the Steelers didn't put up a ton of points on us, they ran for like 170 some yards on us. Yeah. And if they, the, we, we said if they would have kept giving the ball to Jalen Warren, the Browns would have lost. And there's no saying that he's going to break another big play, but what we've seen is the big play. You know, the first Pittsburgh game, it's it all started in week two, and it's happened pretty much every game since. Week two, it was the George Pickens, and then it was the Jalen Warren. You know, it was the Odell Beckham against the Ravens. Now it's the Puka Nakua 70-yard. There's always a big play that this defense just gives up, and right now we're not good enough to really overcome that, it seems like. No, and, and I know the defense kind of stiffened up and played well in, like, quarters two and a half to four ish somewhere in there my my biggest issue was this this offense is playing i said with two arms and a leg tied behind their back right now especially after amari cooper went out and um they, they fight and they scrap and they they get a great drive and go down the field and tie it up with two minutes to go in the half and what does our defense do they let them march Right, right down. down the field and take the lead again before the half. Yep. And it's like this offense is doing, they're scrapping and doing everything they can. And then you, as soon as they tie it up and we got some momentum, you let them just walk right down the field and take the lead back again before the half. Yeah. So all the momentum we had gained before the half, you let them just take it right back. And that's, that's what was killer for me. It was just like it untimely problems. I've never seen an NFL team 
not be able to stop a jet sweep and they <laughs> killed us on it and they did it again. And we got lucky that there was a holding call. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? And, um, and, I, and then I know Joe threw the pick and it was kind of like an arm punt, even though it was on like first down. Um, <laughs> yeah, first it's, it, we didn't turn the ball over at our five. We still let them just go right down the field, you know? So just the defense has been disappointing. I know Ward being out is definitely killing the secondary. Um, my, my problem is we're not getting pressure. No, that was huge yesterday because when we did get pressure, the few times that we did, Stafford looked rattled. He either threw the ball away or made an errant pass that should have been picked off or just didn't go to anybody. Like when we got the pressure, you, you saw bad things happen for the Rams. And it was like, yes, just come on, let's, we got to get more of that. And it didn't happen. He just sat back there and he was able to pick apart our defense. And another thing that's concerning me a lot about our defense is the penalties. It's the, the lack of focus, the mental mistakes, Juan Thornhill pushing a guy out of bounds when he's already out of bounds and getting that, you know, first down for them. It's like, just, just stop doing that dumb stuff. I don't understand why, why that we're, we're gifting them first downs constantly on penalties. And I hate, I just hate watching it. Yeah, we, well, I mean, we only had seven penalties. It was for 86 yards though. Well, we gave, I'm sorry. We gave them four first downs though on defensive penalties. On penalties. Yeah. Um, the not getting the everything in the beginning of this year and everything on this defense is predicated on a strong pass rush so we can play the press man get up on them and then you only got to cover them for a second or two because the quarterback's got to get rid of the ball well we're right. not getting any pressure i i i applaud miles for trying to get it out and play i would sit him did you did you see my stat earlier he he was essentially a, a track star yeah, he, he so played a season high, I think, 89%, 89% of the snaps yeah. and didn't record a, a recordable statistic. Which they said that's the first time in his entire career that's happened, that he's never recorded a stat. And, and it's obvious the short, I mean, he's playing one armed. Yeah. And for anybody, you know, watches it to, in pass rushing, your hands play such a huge um, part in your pass rush moves. Like Aaron Donald is he has great hands. That's part of why he's such a good pass rusher to get the offensive lineman's hands off you. If you're trying to go out there one arm, you're just not going to be an effective. And where do you think rusher. a lot of your strength comes from in your pass rush like in that upper body when you're dealing with those linemen, yeah. your shoulders, your arms. And if you can't use one of them, then you're really not using either of them because you know, you're compensating with the other side. And it's, it's just, not good. it's just one of the, I would, I would have sat him until the, honestly, I would sit him until the bears game. <laughs> I, I would sit him this game and at least get him so he can be somewhat effective. Because to be honest, like I like I said, I applaud him being out there, and I'm not I'm not faulting him. But you're you're literally you're not helping. You're zero help. If anything, you're a hindrance. There was one time Kyron Williams they tried to run a sweep. It should have been a ten yard loss, and they got twenty some yard gain because Miles just literally couldn't even attempt to tackle him because he can't move his arm. It's just at this point. You just, you got to sit him. If I'm Stefanski, which you just got to say, hey, man, I appreciate it, but you, you got to sit down. You got to get healthy. You, yeah. you got to, you have to at least be somewhat effective or, or else <laughs> you're, because we could say like uh, uh, 80% Miles Garrett is better than the next guy. Problem is he's not 80%, obviously. He's 30%. Yeah. You know, and 30% of Miles Garrett is, is not better than 100% of an Oboe or even an Alex Wright or Obo, Ogbo, or whatever, and so we, he's got to, he's got to sit. I saw somebody here said uh, Browns won't win another game. Got, calm down. 
What's keeping me calm is remembering that we already have seven wins because we took care of business earlier in the year. We are still very much alive. We're still the sixth seed, you know? Okay. And just get, to, like I said, I think I saw if you get to 10 wins, you have an 86% chance of making the playoffs. I will take that. Let's, and let's just, re, let's just sit down collectively and take a breath. And remember, we went on this two game West coast trip. And we lost both games, but in both games, Denver and LA, we were in the game with these backup quarterbacks, all kinds of injuries and things on offense. We were in the game until late. You know what I mean? Both games. The Broncos didn't run away with that until what? End of the third quarter going into the fourth, I think, when yeah, DTR got hurt. This is what, a five-point game in the fourth quarter? Something the, like that? The, the, Rams the, Rams, the Rams game was a one-point game in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It like it, We were right there. So, you know, you're talking about a few things swing a different direction, and the Browns are winning these games. So we're not going out there and getting killed. They're not beating us by 25 points, you know, in the second quarter, and it's like, wow, well, we have no chance. Yeah, running game. away like, with it. Exactly. Kerry uh, here says the effing drops. The drops Yo. have been killer. And it's even been Amari Cooper a couple And now times. it's with multiple quarterbacks. So, yeah, it's they yeah. got to get that figured out. Um, it's just got to clean up some of the little things. It, it really sucks that the Browns got stuck with a week five bye. Yep. And I know at the time we were kind of like, oh, this is good. Maybe Deshaun can get healthy. Man, it would have been nice to have a bye like coming up <laughs> yeah. and how to try to get some of these guys healthy. Our guys are tired. So you, you send them on a, an end of season West coast trip after they've been playing, you know, since week five with no breaks. It's just like, man, it's a long grind of a season right now. Um, so it, it'll be good to get back to Cleveland because if there's one thing, this defense is light years different at home than it is on the road. I think we're, First in the league in points per game allowed at home, and we're, I think, last in the league at points per game allowed on the road. That sounds about right. Which is, first of all, I don't, under, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, I understand Cleveland Brown Stadium can be rocking, and you feed off that energy, but, oh, Sometimes man. Sometimes you got to create your, I mean, good defenses, good players. First to you, last, You make though, your own energy. I could understand being first in, in 10th. Yeah, or, yeah, 15th even. First middle. to last? That's pretty bad. That's a pretty big drop off. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking for Jim Schwartz. He's got to make some adjustments. I think teams have figured out the defense a little bit. I think they're using the our aggressiveness against us. And they're running like these jet sweeps. They're running counters. Um, and then that, that's why they're hitting the big play. I think Jim Schwartz has got to... He's got to tweak some things, make some adjustments. I'm not out on the defense. I think they still... Uh, they have good players. Got to get Ward back and got to get Miles effective. But the depth is on the defensive side. Like we talked about it, even without Miles, Miles is obviously a huge loss. But we should still be able to be, have an effective pass rush with the guys we do have healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going through the PFF stats and you know the matchups and everything. So our secondary actually wasn't too bad. I don't know. Did you see any of the stuff I posted about that? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So. We'll just kind of run through this quick. So Greg Newsom and Martin Emerson, when they were facing Puka and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, their top receivers for the Rams, total to those two guys, we gave up three catches for 22 yards. I did see this one, yeah. So, I mean, Puka only had one catch for three yards against Greg and Martin combined. He killed us more on jet sweeps. It was, yeah, jet sweeps. It was Sione Takitaki was actually in that coverage, gave up the 70-yard play to Nakua. Juan Thornhill had a... He gave up the big 30-yard catch to Demarcus Robinson, but otherwise he was pretty good. It was Mike Ford 
in the secondary who was actually killing us. He gave up six catches for 53 yards. He got replaced, got benched. Khalif Halisi came in, did a little better, gave up three for 22. But I mean, that was in the time he was in. He didn't play the full game. So the replacement you know, situation for Denzel Ward is what's costing us. It's not Newsom and Emerson played well. It was the guys who were trying to fill in for uh, Denzel Ward not being there. And it just, it just cost us big. Um, I saw somebody in here, Maxi. Why does Kevin script it up good at the beginning? Then it's different the rest of the game. Well, hey, turns out the other team's getting paid to play also. And you can't, it's not just Kevin. How many times against our very own defense this year has a team come out and march right down the field on our defense and scored, and then they don't do anything for the rest of the game? Yeah. It's, it's every coach in the league scripts up great plays. That's that's why they're being paid. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure some of that comment has to do with, again, this whole running game debate and you kind of opened the show talking about how the running game was not good yesterday jerome ford we talked about him in the discord show before this and nine carries yesterday for 19 yards 2.1 a clip he had a long of 10 so take away his 10 yard rush his long of the day he carried the ball eight times for nine yards He's thought, had too many of these games this year i thought pierre strong ran the ball well in his limited carries two carries cream. yeah I thought Cream Hunt ran the ball hard in short yardage. Jerome Ford seemed like he was really coming on, and then yesterday felt like it was kind of back to just just so many. Never, it's like he never breaks a tackle. Just um, dancing yeah. side to side, yeah. So, uh, and I, I was watching uh, Sunday Night Football last night, and the and the Chiefs lost to Green Bay. Okay, who I don't think anybody believes is. Uh, I haven't seen one fire Andy Reid. Okay. Today, so <laughs> so I just wanted to like put this in perspective for Browns fans and particularly the Browns fans who want to fire the coach every week and do all this stuff. Do you realize how hard it is to win in the NFL? The Kansas City Chiefs only have one more win than the Cleveland Browns. And they have Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Travis Kelsey, and one of the three or four greatest coaches of all time. Probably the current best coach in football. I know Bill Belichick's still coaching, but he is kind of an older school mentality that seems to be having an issue adjusting to the current game. You would have to, Andy Reid is arguably the best coach in football right now. Mm -hmm. And you got him, you got a Hall of Fame coach, a future Hall of Fame quarterback, arguably the best tight end of all time. And does Andy Reid not know how to call plays? Because I'm pretty sure at least... uh, uh, it was at one point within the last couple of weeks, the Browns had scored more points than the Chiefs. We're averaging more points. Yeah, it's wild. And they got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and yeah, Travis like they, Kelsey and not, Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like, only do they have their starting quarterback, he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. There's a chance he's going to go down as the best one ever. Yeah, and we we don't even have our we don't have our starter. We don't have our backup. We've got a practice squad guy and a guy who was not on a team till two weeks ago. Yes. It's unreal. The Bills have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and they've got a good coach. Yeah. Uh, so to, to the Browns fans, you just want to blow it up every week after every single yeah, loss. No. Look around. It is hard to freaking win in this league. Yes. Okay. And we're doing it with backup. I've, ne- I've never seen a team in my life that is down at the same time. Cornerback one. I mean, essentially, edge rusher one, mm-hmm. uh, right tackle one, left tackle one, running back one, QB one, QB two, and wide receiver one. I've never seen it. Not alone have I never seen it and seen them. They, we've won three of our last five. Yeah. 
That's and, and, and we're currently holding the sixth spot in the playoffs. So um, it's just, it's crazy to the fact that we, we still win games and we're still in a, a, we're in a prime position. The Browns have a 64.8% chance to make the playoffs, right? 64.6% chance to make the playoffs still. I like those odds. Yeah. Let's go. So uh, the, everything's still there for the taking. Um, if we make, if we make the playoffs, Kevin's going to be in consideration for coach of the year. So he's not going anywhere. I think a report came out, which I was actually happy to read this week was uh, the front office and leadership in Cleveland is thrilled with Stefanski and Andrew Barry this year. You have to be, yeah. yeah, you have to be what they've been able to accomplish to this point is just, I, I am very, I'm just so impressed. Like I'm just, it feels really, really cool to be part of this Brown season. Yeah. The way it, the way it's going. Um, just if we want to look at, let's, let's just look at pass catchers yesterday. I thought Harrison Bryant um, stepped up in a big way when, you know, guys, we were kind of have some trouble moving the ball and he made some big plays. Elijah Moore got thrust into, you were like the go-to guy when Amari went down. So the whole second half, it was kind of Elijah Moore's the first read guy all the time. Uh, and Joku, I thought, bounced back okay from his drops game. I thought he had the one of the best plays. That play where Flacco was running to the sideline. And when they showed the slow motion of that, where he threw the ball back into the field, past the defender, too, and Joku was like, what a throw. And, of course, Njoku had part of his left foot out Just of bounds. barely. It yep. was frustrating. Um, but he came back and made a big catch after that, I believe, on that drive. Yeah. So if if you if we kind of which we're gonna get to some of the uh, voicemails, but if you just kind of look forward real quick, like to the outlook for the rest of the season, Broncos play crazy tough remaining schedule. Um, honestly, the Ravens play a crazy tough remaining schedule, um, and we play a fairly easy schedule. I think it's gonna be. Us and the Texans. The Bills play a crazy hard schedule. I think the Texans get in. I think we get in. Steelers just lost their quarterback. And they lost to the Cardinals. Okay. So I, I just think there's stuff. Even the Texans game, which is tough. They just lost Tank Dell. I think Noah Brown is still hurt. If he's still hurt when we play them. So there's still things. Like everything's still out there. The problem with the Texans game is it's there. Yeah. Yeah, and our defense isn't very good. Exactly, on the but it could the, be healthier. Hopefully, we gotta we gotta try to steal one of those between the Texans and the Jags if we can. But then the three winnable games. I mean, they are very winnable games. If you guys don't think that the Browns with the beat up offense and Joe Flacco quarterback isn't better than what the Jets are putting out there on the field, come on. Yeah, come on. I just saw a report today that the Jets wanted to go back to Zach Wilson, and, and he, he said no. And he was like. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's crazy. This backup life is kind of good. I saw that report and I thought this, I cannot believe this. Like, could you imagine being the jets right now? And you've got this guy that you took number two overall a couple years ago. And they're like, Hey, look, we benched you. We tried a couple other guys. It's not going, let's get you back in there. And he's like, mm, nah. you know, honestly, I don't blame him because they just keep blaming him for everything. When it's clear, they have much bigger issues on the offensive side of the ball. Their line, it, they might as well not have any guys on the line. And I've said this before, he he is still not good, okay? But he is much better than this year than he has been so far in his career. And he has a terrible, terrible offensive coordinator, and he has zero line. It just kind of makes me wonder what Aaron Rodgers would have looked like this year behind that offensive line. 
Uh, well, we saw it. He lasted four plays. <laughs> okay, well, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So, um, yeah, I, I don't even blame Zach. Why, what is Zach's going? I'm not going to be on this team next year, probably. Anyways, what do I have to gain to come back and just have you guys and the media and the fans and you as the coaching staff just shit on me when nobody can play well behind the but right now? You tried two other quarterbacks and they don't play well. So why is it all my fault? So uh, yeah, I don't blame him at all. But we could be that. Yeah, we could be. You know what I mean? We could be that. Yep. We could have went to DTR and him be like, no, that Ravens game kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go back and play that game anymore. And I think it just shows like the difference between like their head coach and their front office and the decisions that they've made versus ours. I, I, I just, I think it all goes back to that. Like you said, they got to be, ownership has to be thrilled. Yes. With the coaching staff, with the front office, got to be. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, you've heard me talking about Omaha Steaks for like three years now. And seriously, the only reason that I, I keep doing it is because I love Omaha Steaks. That's the reason I reached out to Omaha Steaks to establish a partnership in the first place. The, this food is absolutely extraordinary. It comes at a really, really great price. I mean, think about the price you're paying for meats and all kinds of foods right now. The price you pay for the quality you get at Omaha Steaks cannot be matched, beat, anything, anywhere. And this holiday season, Omaha Steaks is the absolute perfect gift to get all the loved ones in your life. For me, it just makes Christmas shopping and getting people gifts that much easier. What do you get for people that, one, you don't really know what they want, you don't really know what they need, and they pretty much have everything they need anyway. People can always use meat. They can always use food. Get them Omaha Steaks gift packs. They throw it in the freezer and it's the gift that just keeps on giving. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, you get an additional $30 off your order. Send the loved ones in your life, the tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, the mouth-watering burgers, the gourmet jumbo franks, or even those easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. So get this offer now while it lasts this holiday season. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide plus use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get that extra $30 off your order. Happy holidays, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Minimum order may be required. Uh, well, let's get to some of these voicemails. Okay, voicemail number one. This is Mr. Mick. It's me again. Mr. Mick from San Diego. I drove up from San Diego to Los Angeles with my wife and one of my good friends, and it was good. We played well all the way up until Joe Flacco threw that interception. We dropped a lot of passes. Our efficiency was down all the way up until the start of the fourth quarter, even in the middle of the fourth quarter, and then we dropped off. So I don't know what we need to do. It's not a miracle. We'll be fine. Let's go, Brownies. Oh, 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 oh. First yep. of all, very jealous that you got to go to a game at SoFi. That's on yeah. my bucket list. Um, no, like like we said, I I came away from the the end result was frustrating, but I, at least offensively, I was encouraged for a lot of it. Like I, this is what Joe Flacco looks like two weeks off of his couch in this system. If, oh, sign if, me up. You know what I mean? Like what can what can he be three four weeks from now? You know what I mean? Like it's going to open up even more. Hopefully Cooper's not out an extended period of time. Um, but I think you saw that little bit of chemistry from playing a little bit with Elijah Moore. That helps for yeah. sure. So uh, I came away encouraged by the offense. Obviously discouraged by the defense. But no, yeah. I, I felt the same way. This wasn't a soul crushing loss for me. One of the one of the most disappointing things for me during that game. 
was a guy that we've been so grateful for all season long and everything, but it just felt like the all the wind got sucked out of everybody's sails when they fought to get down there and score to tie the game up. It was like, all right, cool. We got it. 2020's tie game. Now we just need to stop. Let's get the ball back and we can go take this thing. And Hopkins comes out and misses the extra point. Now it's the second time recently that he's done that. He did that against Baltimore where it was like, okay, cool. It's about to be 31-31. We're going to tie this thing up. Miss the extra points. Like, hmm, we're still losing. And I think that that changes the mentality of your team. I th- Not that it should, but I think stuff like that leads to a Joe Flacco trying to make a hero play when you don't really need to. <laughs> Do you agree with that? A little bit. I, I like. Sometimes you just want to press. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. and, and we had some really long drives, like scoring drives, but it's also, it's very hard to do that. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, especially in years past, I felt like it could have been, it would be worse. I just have a lot of faith. I have more faith in this team and this kicker than I normally do for, um, for a Browns team. Oh, I still have faith in him. I'm just saying it's those, it's those simple things. It kind of goes back to like just, you know, block, run, catch, like just do the simple things, make your PATs. And it just, oh, when, it, when it's to tie a game on the road later in the game, you know, it's just, it, I don't know. I just felt like that kind of sucked some wind out there. But obviously more mistakes were made after that. So I'm not putting it on him. I'm just saying it was just one thing to, you know, one of many. So, uh, we got, I was looking at, there's a Ravens fan in here. So I was looking at their schedule a little bit. They, they got Rams, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Mm. The only problem is they're already at nine wins. So you got to think if they, if they get to, if they beat the Rams and the Steelers, they're going to get to 11, even if they have a three game skid. So division, I mean, divisions technically they're a sprint. Let's put let's be honest. They're a, a Lamar sprained ankle away from, bottoming out yes okay and he's about due <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying i want a guy to get hurt but when was the last time you finished the season healthy been a while yep so uh we can go to another voicemail okay uh we'll just queue up uh our boy kenny mack here yo guys it is kenny mack and what a disappointing game but that last five minutes man what the f- you got uh extra point to tie it up and you blow it like that you miss an extra point, you get them off the field, and then you throw that dirty bomb down the field to John Johnson, of all people, let him make that return, and then you just completely implode. Man, I want to make the playoffs super bad, but the way that this team is playing right now, they are going to be on the road, and it's going to be a one-and-done. They need to figure out how they can cut that total because they give up at least 30 points or more so that means Stefanski's got to score more than at least 35 points to get any kind of victory on the road and if you take a look at it that's basically what they have to do the last two games the offense just didn't have it I know Flacco looks good but he's sitting on the couch for this reason for those stupid interceptions and he still can't move and he looked like it at the end of the game yes the line did let him down but these guys got to regroup, figure it out, and beat Jacksonville. Let's go, Brownies. So, did John Johnson, did he return it for a touchdown? No. Okay, I was going to say, because 40, I stepped yards. away, then I saw it, and then, so then I said earlier that they still went down the field, and I was like, how dumb do I look? Uh, <laughs> um, I saw the interception, but I thought he got tackled pretty No, he had a pretty good return. Um, 40 yards. So, 
first of all, John Johnson then gets on tw- uh, Twitter afterwards and says the that get back is something or t- basically talking crap about Cleveland. I'm like, bro, you came here and was you were ass. Your entire contract. You collected millions of dollars from us. Huge disappointment. And you were awful. So what are you talking about? We did you a huge favor. Mm. We paid you millions of dollars to let you suck every week. Yeah. So I don't know, like, that that was a very weird take from him for me. Like, we were very excited to get you, and I feel like we kept propping you up, and you just kept sucking. Every week. Every week. Yes. So that was very weird for me. Um, (laughs) Kenny said we got to win this Jags game. Jags, Texans, this is going to be tough. Okay. Jags have a lot of weapons, but we play at home. That's, that's it. That's what I have. I think if we're going to steal one of the next two, it's going to be this one. They've been a, a little up and down at times. Um, their run game isn't always super strong. ETN is been, oh, he's had some huge games and some, he's kind of banged up. He's got like a sprained ankle. Yeah. So right now, the, but they got a lot of weapons on the outside, like Christian Kirk. I mean, he could, be wide open all day based on the way the secondary is playing right now. Calvin Ridley's very fast and good. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, what scares me about him is his mobility. So if you have a, a banged up miles, who can't run around a lot. Like you almost have to treat him. A, you have to pass rush him a little bit. Like you pass rush Lamar. He's obviously not Lamar running, but he is an athletic guy who can, he can move and do some things with his feet. No, but the other thing with on the, on the positive side about Trevor Lawrence for the Browns is he, you can pressure him into make, making mistakes. He'll he'll, th- he'll throw interceptions if you pressure him, get yeah. in his face, make him make quick decisions. It'll happen. So we just we got to get back to that Cleveland Browns defense we've been playing earlier in the season. We got to get the pressure. If Miles can't go, they've got to figure something out with Zadarius and Oboe and Alex Wright and these guys. You got to get the pressure on this on this kid. He's only in his third year. He's still young. We kind of talked about that in the Discord earlier. Like. You're not going to see him going up and, ma- and Matthew Stafford was commanding the offense. Do you agree? Yeah. I, f- I felt like he kind of put on a master class against the Browns of how to walk up to the line and just basically tell people like, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to go. And it worked. Yeah. He was very, very good. Well, I know this isn't the preview, but I personally see the Jags as a very winnable game because it's at home. And I don't, I'm not judging the rest of our season or the team as a whole based on our last two games. This defense has shut down some good quarterbacks this year. Yeah. We can do it. But we just we've got to get the we got to cut out the mistakes. We got to cut out whatever miscommunications are going on. I don't know. Have, have you guys heard any updates on Denzel Ward? I heard he'd be back next week, but that I don't know if that was confirmed. I haven't heard yet. Okay. So, um Trevor Lawrence only 12 touchdowns and seven picks. So it's not like he's lighting the world on fire, but Based on the way this defense has played the last couple of weeks, like Matthew that's Stafford what, wasn't lighting it on fire. Yeah, either. that's what makes me nervous. Um, but I think if we're going to steal one, this is this is the one to steal. And if you can get to eleven, oh, you're good. Yes, yeah. And, and I know, I know people. Some people are saying the Browns aren't going to win another game. I, I'm not going to take anything for granted. It's the NFL. Anybody can go beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But man, if you can say with a straight face, you think the Bears are going to walk into Cleveland and beat Cleveland, or we're going to lose to a Joe Burrow-less Bengals where they're playing for absolutely nothing in Week 18, or we're going to lose to a Jets team that has a quarterback who doesn't even want to play for them. <laughs> He's refusing to go yeah. out there. He's like the the kid that got forced to play, and he's, they're trying to put him in. He's like, doesn't want to go in. No. He's scared. You, you, you would pick us to lose those games? I, 
no matter how much you hate Kevin Stefanski, there's no way you would pick us to lose those games. The Jets have only scored how many touchdowns total this year? They went a long time out scoring. It was like a, a record, wasn't it? Like how many drives, they offensive drives they went without a touchdown or something? I forget what the number was, but it was huge. It was a huge stat. Yeah. So um, just steal one. Let's steal this one. I like it. All right, let's get Brad's voicemail, wrap some conversation up about this now, and we'll, we'll let you go on your little X-rated rant. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. What's up, dog pound? This is Brad, moneymaker. Anyways, our defense uh, sucks. Yep. <laughs> be it injuries, be it miscues, being played on position, be it Greg Newsom doesn't know how to be a corner anymore. It was just all bad on defense. The the one side of the ball we were counting on now is being no show. But you know, Joe Flacco uh, looked pretty good yesterday. I mean, that one interception kind of sucked. But you know, what are you going to do? It was just kind of one of those games where we had to play nearly perfect to maybe win because this is close the whole game, and it just defense didn't help. But uh, besides that, uh, let's get on the next game, I guess. Roof, roof. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of put everything together here, like I, I was, I walked away, obviously disappointed, bummed, but encouraged at how Joe Flacco played. It was, you even said like, I, I think he's going to be good, or he, I could be wrong. He could be dog water. You said that last week. Well, he's not dog water. He came out. They were talking about his arm strength, arm talent, and everything still being intact, and it looks like it. It really, really was encouraging to see. Uh, I want to address Aaron here real quick. Listen to these windbags saying they believe the Jaguars can be beat by the Browns, but Jaguars are trouble on the Ravens' schedule. This is the silly shit I'm talking about. Well, one, none of us said it's an easy win for the Browns to beat the Jags. We just said we can we play them at home so we have a chance to win. Two, do you not think that the Jaguars can beat you? Because we beat you. And <laughs> did you lose to the Colts with Gardner Minshew? Did you lose to the Steelers and Kenny Pickett? So are you saying that they don't have the ability to beat you so that it's just an automatic win for you? And you're very loud this week after we lost with a guy who was on the bench uh, until two weeks ago on his couch. But didn't we just beat you two weeks ago and you were all in our comment section? Oh, good game. You guys are, you played really hard. Mm, you're super loud when we lose with all, you know, 60% of our offense out. But when we fucking beat your ass at your own home field, uh, it was quiet, subdued. Oh, very good game. You're a fucking pussy. <laughs> Sorry. Whew. I guess the X-rated rant has begun. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, like, get the fuck out of here. You were running your mouth three weeks ago and we came into your own stadium and beat the shit out of you. So don't, don't whine in here about you can't lose to the Jaguars after I watched you lose to Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Man. I love it. Fucking loser. <laughs> uh, All right, with that, let's talk about why Florida State should or should not be in the College oh. football playoff. Uh, Let's get some comments in here, too, about this. So. <laughs> Defend your points. College. All right, Gage, here we go. College football is a joke. College, I agree. College football is an absolute joke. Uh, I saw a good way I saw it. Mike Greenberg said uh, college football is now figure skating. Uh, because you have a team that went undefeated in a Power 5 conference. They won their conference championship. 
and you you jumped them with the number eight team, who is only win is against a, a Georgia team that was clearly overrated. Georgia played a high school schedule this year, and then they finally played a good team on a neutral site, and they got smacked. But because you gave them a number one ranking, because you are freaking SEC cucks, you you move Alabama above an undefeated team. You move a Texas who lost to an Oklahoma above an undefeated team. All and then you you try to blame it because they don't have their quarterback. All here is uh, they would have got killed. I think a lot of teams thought TCU was going to get killed last year. Newsflash: who, What was the first team to win the first ever college football playoff? It was the Ohio State Buckeyes, right? Who were they on their first string quarterback? No. Were they on their second string quarterback? No. Oh, that's weird. They were on their third string quarterback, and they beat Alabama in the South, and then won the national championship. So, it, what a what a joke! To, and to sit here and say because they lost, so you punish every other coach and player on that team who who practiced two a days sacrifice because their quarterback and you say there's just absolutely no chance you could ever win a game now first of all that's not for you to decide that's for you they earned the right to get there and even if they get killed they earned the right to be there it's a it's an absolute it, honestly the championship loses credibility the sport itself loses credibility the committee the my biggest problem too is this committee will sit behind closed doors come up with this decision to leave these kids out of it would any of them stand in front of the Florida State locker room and tell them to their faces, you don't get to go to the playoff because you're just not good enough because this quarterback, and we're going to put these one-loss teams ahead of you? They, none of them would do it. They would piss their pants before they did that. They would not stand up to them chest-to-chest, eye-to-eye like men, and tell them. They're pussies, and they, they ruin college football. It's a fucking joke. I agree with you, and I, and I, I agree with you, so I'm not arguing against you. I, I do see the valid... Others, the people who argue that it, it is legit or whatever, I get it that it was written into the bylaws or whatever that, you know, they will take into consideration key players or coaches or something being missing or whatever. But I still don't think that makes it right just because it's written in there like that. I mean, you know, the college football has definitely lost its luster for me. And I'm on a, I'm a big Ohio State Buckeye fan. Like I love the Buckeyes, but I don't watch every game. I don't watch all game every week because you know, nine, nine games a year, we're beating the living shit out of everybody who cares. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's, you know, 52 to nothing at halftime. Okay. If I, you know, and then you get all the way up to like for Ohio state, it's you lose one game, especially late in the season. That's over you. So I, what am I going to do? Sit there and watch every single game and really devote a lot of time and energy to this, this team and the season. When I know the only one that matters is Michigan. Well, it's the only game that matters. The, there's too many cupcakes. Hopefully the 12 team playoff takes care of that. I For hope. the people who are like, they lost their quarterback, so they're not good enough. They don't get to go play. The Browns currently are six seed in the playoffs in the NFL on their fourth quarterback of the year. And the, the Ohio State example is great because nobody knew who Cardell Jones was. Yeah, he wasn't there to play school. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Right. That's the only thing anybody knew about yeah. him. Yep. Okay, so... And they have a great defense. And, and what's killing me is people are like, they just didn't beat Louisville convincingly enough. Louisville's ranked 14th in the country. One week ago, Alabama needed a Hail Mary miracle to beat an Auburn team that got dog walked by New Mexico State. <laughs> so we're, we're just going to, it's all because they, 
They suck off the SEC. That's that's the only thing. It is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen. And if I was Florida State, I, I, I saw this thing online where it said they should go down, take all the money, go to the bowl game, do all this stuff. And then when it comes time for the game, they should run out on the sideline like they're going to play and then just not play. <laughs> and then just refuse to go on the field and say, because and they said the games don't matter. Uh, so true. we're just, why would we risk injury? That's true. We don't want to play anymore. How, you, you made the games not important. Yeah. I think the whole college football play, when they, when they did just the four team thing, it's been messed up for a long time. I, I've never really understood. I don't like it. The problem they want to have too much control. They want to, like they said, they want to put the games together that'll make the most money instead of finding a true fucking champion like every other sports league in the history of sports. Yeah. Why would you not just have? Why would you go to a four team? Why would you not just have the power five winners? And then like three at large bids and then, and then your 18 playoff. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did this so they could control the way. And it's all about TV money. It's the same reason why Ohio state plays Missouri and not Oregon. It's because Ohio state fans will watch that game and make it money. And Oregon fans will watch them blow out Liberty. Why would you not put Missouri against Liberty? And then Ohio state, Ohio state against Oregon. If you really want to see like good games, yeah. it's about money. It's it's crazy. It's dumb. Um, it, it does ruin the sport because, like, I'm, I'm not excited about the bowl game. It's not a good ma- like. I don't care. Not and, watching and, it. Yeah, don't care. Not even gonna tune in. And what's crazy is they said they're just not good enough right now, but they left them at five and put Georgia behind them. <laughs> so if it's based on who you think the best teams are, do you, so you think Florida State's better than Georgia? I doubt you would say that. So then, so you, it's just you picking and choosing based on arbitrary bullshit things you made up. It is, it is, it's a sham. It's just, it's dumb. Well, and it sucks because, you know, you look at the college program, you, you know, all the time that these, the, the players, the coaches, everybody invests for a whole season to go out there and play their best and they win every single game and they do everything that they have to do in order to have that opportunity to go fight for a national championship and they don't even get that opportunity because nothing nothing they did wrong. They didn't lose game. You know what I mean? It's it very it easily sucks. could have been Michigan, uh, Michigan, Washington, FSU at three, and Texas at four. And I don't think anybody would have complained because you would have said Georgia's eliminated because they lost in uh, they had no good wins now. Uh, Alabama is not going to, can't go in over Texas because Texas beat them. And then boom. And, and you, they put Texas at three, but I, because Texas beat Alabama, but I bet you they all think Alabama would beat Texas. So they think Alabama is the better team, but that game result mattered. <laughs> okay. But, but this, these ones don't, it's, it's complete horseshit. I don't disagree with you, man. What's the chat saying? They're, they're being, Gage is not offering me up any, <laughs> any things now. He, earlier you were saying the committee got it right. He said, if Alabama wins it all, does it justify it? No, it doesn't. Because it, it doesn't, they shouldn't have been there. And anybody can win anything. I'm not saying Alabama is not talented. I'm saying they didn't earn it. Yeah, right. I mean, Florida State could have won it all. But we'll yeah. never know. It, you, didn't, you didn't earn it. 
That's just the way it is. Like the Browns in twenty in two thousand seven, ten and six didn't make the playoffs. If they made the playoffs, nobody wanted to face the Browns that year. They were one of the hotter teams going into it. They could have potentially gone on to win it all. They didn't earn it, so they didn't get to make the playoffs. And if it was college, people would have been going. The Browns are one of the hottest teams. We got to put them in, and they would have fucked over somebody. <laughs> right. Like it's just it's terrible. It, it's so bad. Um, it, it made me it made me very 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 angry. And then to if it's all about who's the best teams, why is Ohio State just completely disregarded when their only loss is to Michigan on the road in a less than one score game? Yeah, exactly. In a game where they were underdogs, anyways. And they had mm-hmm. top ten wins on the road. They had one of the stronger resumes in the country. And they lost a game that everybody picked it to lose anyway, but they put up a way better fight than most people were expecting. And they weren't even in the discussion. They dropped them. Yeah. It's a joke. It is. It's the biggest joke of a system I've ever seen in my entire life. Everybody involved should be strung up and hung. (laughs) Cost the university millions of dollars. Probably. (laughs) I mean, if I was Florida state, I'd, I'd, find a way to sue the committee. I would do something like I'm a bad, I would probably go on a murder rampage. That's <laughs> not good. Hopefully nobody <laughs> around me goes missing. I'll be suspect number one. <laughs> but uh, uh, this well, is live, you know, I know, okay. I know there's, there's, there's going to be lots of people out there. Think I'm a murderer now. I'm not, I promise. No, just a very passionate individual, which, <laughs> Hey, I think that's what the people wanted to hear. So, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, is there any last last stuff we want to talk about with the Browns, either the um, either the Rams game or looking ahead to the Jags? Just looking ahead to the Jags, just like you said, forced Trevor Lawrence into bad into bad decisions. He's thrown seven picks this year, which isn't a ton, except for he's only thrown twelve touchdowns. Right. Um, they've been very inconsistent. Uh, they've been up and down, and um, I think it's a. If this was on the road, I don't know if the Browns, and I, I still, especially if we're if we're missing Warden Miles, I don't know if the Browns can come out here and get enough stops and put up enough points. But I like their chances in terms of it being a home game, um, and I think like the crowd's going to be behind it because I think the crowd feels like this would be this would be a big win to kind of right the ship. So um, force them into bad decisions. Defense just get back to getting pre- get pressure. You have to get pressure. And then the offense take another step forward. We only had the one turnover. It's on the bad decision by Joe. Uh, But take care of the ball and see if you can get the run game going. I'm not a person who says, run the ball. You know, 50 times, 60 times. Just keep running the ball no matter what. Um, But it it would help Joe and it would help keep the ball out of their offense's hand if we can get at least some kind of consistent run game going. I'm not saying we got to rush for 200 yards, but um, just – be able to control the clock a little bit, help Joe out, get into some play action. And, and the biggest thing is just be healthier. Hopefully Amari Cooper's not out. Oh man. Hopefully Denzel Ward can come back. Uh, hopefully Miles. I, I think they should sit miles unless the, like, a miracle happens and he makes a ton of progress this week. I would yeah. sit miles this week. I will say this on the Amari Cooper front. So he's being evaluated, <laughs> right? He's being evaluated for concussion. He has not, ex- they didn't say he entered concussion protocol yet. Right. Am I I think he was being evaluated. I haven't heard anything about the protocol. Because I think there's a difference. So if he actually, if they come out and say he has entered the concussion protocol, 
pretty much he's not playing. He's not going to play this week. So just keep your eyes out for that. Um, anytime a guy gets entered into the concussion protocol this year, it's been a, a game miss. There's been a couple exceptions, but not many. I so. will be. I will say I've been impressed with Tillman too the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think Tillman's coming on. We were talking about that earlier. I think the, the kid just needs reps. Yep. He just needs more reps, and so does Flacco. And I think this is a great opportunity for them to continue to build. And I, I do like what I've seen out of Tillman. It hasn't been like a ton of receptions or anything like that, but he plays tough. He plays tough. He's a little bit of a dog. Yeah, I like that. Uh, in, um, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're calling on Justin Charles and his uh, all the other guys who are going to be up at the game. Be loud. Yeah. Uh, bring the energy. Um, I think coming back home after this two game, I, I think the guys are just – not I mean, physically tired. Yes, it's football, but at the same time, I think they're just mentally and emotionally drained. They've been away from their families for two weeks over a major holiday, Thanksgiving, you know, a family holiday. So I just think there, there's a lot of other human elements that went into this road trip. I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't have found a way to win games. We could have, but it's going to be great to get back home in Cleveland Brown stadium playing in front of the home fans. Yeah, because I, I need another victory Monday. This was my this was my first not victory Monday in a while. Oh yeah, that's right. I wasn't here last Monday, so that's right. I had three victory Mondays in a row. I want to get back to it. Um, we'll see what happens. I I think if we win, like there's still a lot of really cool things possible. Even with a loss, with, you know, playoffs are still on the line. But this would be a nice bounce back uh, game for the Browns to kind of right the ship, calm calm the waters a little bit. Uh, take care of the football, run the ball a little bit, and, and you got to limit like Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. Those guys um, offensively, they got some weapons. So I think you got to just you got to pressure Trevor Lawrence, keep him in the pocket, and the def- the def- the defense has to come back. Yeah. I think again, I think any game this offense gets to twenty points, we especially if Cooper's out, we should be like, well, I mean, that that's a successful game for this offense. Defense has to. It's a race to 20, and the defense has to, to hold them. The, the Steelers win games. Like, if the Steelers can expect their defense to go out and win them football games, they, they've won seven games with zero offense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely okay. zero offense. Zero offense. And if we, if we want to be in that conversation of having an elite defense, that's what – it might sound crazy. Hey, I need you to hold every team under 20. You want to be elite, right? You, you're a historically great defense, so go do it. Yep. Go, go force turnovers, go hold them under 20. Um, and, then, and then let's see what happens. I will say last couple things here for anybody listening to this podcast on audio, if you're watching it, the replay tomorrow of this show, the, the Jags have not played their week 13 game yet. They play tonight against the Bengals. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen and what's going to come out of that game, but just keep that in mind. And then also I forgot to mention, I posted a poll before the show started Do you guys believe the Browns can still earn a playoff spot? 80% of the chat so far says yes. Good. That's what I like to hear. I think, I think the loud part of the fan base is a very small part. They're just, I think so. very loud and they annoy the shit out of me. I think they're, (laughs) I think they are casual fans who watch the game with maybe it's on TV and they don't really watch the game or a lot of the game. Because if you watch the whole game every week, you know what's going on with this team. Or I think there's just a lot of people who watch the game, but they don't actually think about the game. Right. And they just, it's just, they hear Mark Sanchez dumbass say something nah. like, run the ball. And they just think, why aren't we running the ball? Or, you know, and they don't have like any kind of. That's true. Yeah. If you're listening, if you're getting your opinions from Mark Sanchez, I'm sorry that. Just don't comment. Uh, yeah, I call it housewifing. You're just watching the ball. Yeah, 
You're not, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You're not watching anything else. You're not. So uh, that's what a lot of them are. But fair point. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys being here, checking this out. I apologize for just being very mean uh, towards the end. <laughs> I just got really fired up. Some, you know, some, I don't get, I haven't got fired up in a while. I'm a father now, but, <laughs> but you know, sometimes starts talking back to you. Yeah. But sometimes it still happens. Uh, and this was one of those nights. So I had a lot of pent up frustration this long week last week. So I had to get it out and I needed you guys to hear it. I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, thank you for supporting the show again. Reminder, dog pack, join the dogs.com, become a dog pack member, leave us your voicemails, uh, join the dogs.com tap, leave voicemail on the drop down menu, check out the merch store there with, get the, uh, whatever it takes t-shirts. Uh, everybody who's got one says they're awesome so far. So thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you guys watching. Uh, make sure you guys tune in later this week when we pre do an official preview of the Jags game. Uh, hopefully I have a little bit more information on some of these injuries uh, until then have a good week and go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.